Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Thank you. Well, as Brandon said, we're Jim and Vicki. We're really excited to share with you this morning, whether you're here in Urbana or at Sullivan or online. Um, I came on staff as a pastor here in 1992. I know some of you were not born yet uh, then. And we, we left for a few years. We, we were involved in a ministry in Texas for six years, resourcing churches in small group ministry. But then we came back. And most of my years here, I was the small group pastor. And the last few years, I was the leadership and missions pastor. And I was having a blast. I'm like, I have the perfect job. This is an amazing job. And then two years ago, um, God just suddenly, clearly said, I have a different plan for your life. So we're at the beginning of last year, we started a new adventure. Yeah, so since January of 2018, we've been full-time with an organization called New Generations, and we are the curriculum coordinators. That is, we kind of travel to different places around the world, see how our organization is training people, and then try to capture that in a way that we can share it with other people. But that means that most of the year, we get to stay here in our home in Champaign, which we're very thankful for. We have four children, two of whom and their families live here in town with us. And then we have a son in California and a daughter in uh, Mexico. So it's just good to be a part of this church and be here. Yeah, so New Generations equips church planners to reach unreached people groups in over 50 countries. Uh, but again, most of the times we're working on training designs and talking to people over Zoom. But then also we get to travel to a bunch of very out-of-the-way places. And we also um, coordinate this church's church planning thrust in uh, West Africa. So uh, we'll talk a, bit, a little bit more about that later. But we are excited to uh, close out this sermon series, Beyond Blessed, because this God movement that you and we are a part of that culminated in Jesus and is continuing today, it started with a blessing when God said to Abraham in Genesis 12, Abraham, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a blessing and all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. So that is not just Abraham's destiny but it is your destiny. God is blessing you. He is making you. That blessing is overflowing to those around you, but also it's destined to change the nations of the world. So we're going to talk about what that looks like today, but Vicki's going to start us out with prayer. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that you do want to bless each of us, that you want to show us your love and then I thank you that you want to use us to bless others. And so today, Father, I pray that our hearts would just be open to hear your voice of love to us, to hear you speak our name and to call to us again today. And Lord, just open our hearts to you, that we would respond and say yes to you with the fullness of who we are. And I just pray that in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. So there is an amazing move of God taking place around the world today. It's called the disciple-making movement. And it started with two people in India. And they felt like God said, equip ordinary believers. They don't need to be highly trained. They don't need to be highly gifted. But equip ordinary believers with simple biblical methods to make disciples who make disciples. And so it just started with, you know, less than 10 people. And today there's tens of millions of people who, who God has touched through this movement. It started in Asia. It spread to Africa. Now it's impacting North and South America and Europe. But at the heart of this movement is a principle, and that principle is that God can speak powerfully and personally to you through his word and by his spirit. Teachers and preachers are wonderful, but sometimes we just need to get out of the way because God can speak powerfully and personally directly to you. So you're going to experience that today. We're gonna, you're going to kind of uh, get a couple mini experiences in this today. And this is how it works. First of all, I need you to stand up. If so you're physically every, If you able. can stand up, stand up. Okay? Okay. You can sit down when you have a pal or a buddy to interact with here at the service. So this could be your best friend sitting next to you, or it could be a stranger that you've never met before, but you can't be by yourself. If you're sitting by yourself... Uh, I can see you. Yeah. And, so, um, so look around. Yeah, and look if around. If someone needs a partner, be willing to reach out to that person. Yeah. So, so grab or, somebody. Two or three. Yes, and children sit down. count. Very yeah. good. You guys are doing great. Yeah, four would be too many. So two. Ideally, two people. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll allow three if you can talk quickly when we tell you to. Okay, okay? yeah. So if you found a partner, you can sit down. Awesome. Great job, everyone. Is, so do we need someone to reach out over here? Yeah, if somebody's standing up, go, go pull them into your <laughs> twosome to make it a threesome, okay? Yeah. Very good. Yeah, okay. Somebody, you, okay, good. Very good, excellent. Okay, so Vicki's going to read a scripture, and you're going to share with that person one thing that caught your attention or one thing that spoke to you. No right or wrong answers. Just what, what spoke to you or stood out to you from the passage. Yeah, and I'm going to read from Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20. This is called the Great Commission. It's when Jesus is giving instructions to his disciples. This is after he was crucified and risen from the dead, but before he went back to heaven. And earlier in the chapter, he had told the disciples to go into Galilee and wait for him there. So then we pick up here at verse 16 in Matthew 28. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them still doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What's one thing that stood out to you? You have about a minute to share with the person next to you. Okay, it's the other person's turn. Give them a turn. Thank you so much for participating in that. I'd love to have time to just gather some answers of what stood out to you. You know, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, some things can stand out. But these are things that I normally notice or others have noticed, and I'm just wondering who, who among you, like, who noticed that the disciples showed up, that the disciples actually came, even though they didn't know Jesus was going to, you know, okay. How about that some worshiped, but some doubted? Yeah, did you notice that? How about that Jesus has all authority? Yeah, yeah. Um, that he told us to go. How many noticed the word go? Yeah, some of us that. How about make disciples? That's what we're to do, make disciples. Yeah, yeah. How about baptizing in the name of Father and Son and Holy Spirit? Yeah, okay. <laughs> How about teaching them to obey? Notice that? Yeah, okay. And how many of us, it was the promise of the presence of Jesus. I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Any, anybody else have something else? Did any? Everybody pretty much covered it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so what does this look like? What does this partnering with Jesus to change the world look like? We're going to talk about two things. What it means for us as a church and then what it means for us individually. This is the way Overseas Missions works in the Vineyard Movement. We're a little different than some other movements or denominations that maybe have a mission board that coordinates everything. In the Vineyard, individual churches feel called to make a difference in a certain country or a certain part of the world, and they join with other churches, and they form a partnership. 
And the first partnership that this church uh, became involved with almost 35 years ago was in Mexico. Initially, there were no vineyard churches, then one vineyard church. Today, there's about 40 vineyard churches in Mexico, Las Viñas. And um, I'm just curious, how many of you here have gone on a missions trip to Mexico with our church? Whoa. How many of you have given money so that those people could go? Okay? <laughs> Even more, right? So thank you, all of you, whether you've gone or you've given money. Uh, that's one of the reasons there are... Uh, uh, why there's a strong vineyard there today is because your prayers, your money, your time has been invested there. So thank you. Um, currently, we primarily focus on the area of Zacatecas, Mexico, because we have a wonderful young couple there from this church, Stephen and Anna Price. They love Jesus. They love the Mexican people. They speak amazing Spanish. And we are very proud of them. And we're going to let them tell you themselves uh, what God is calling them to do in Mexico. Hey, we're your missionaries in Mexico. And we're just so excited and thankful for all the ways that you guys have been supporting us for the past six years. And we just want to take a quick moment right now to update you on what we've been doing and how you can partner with us in the very near future. I wanted to tell you a little bit of how we got started. I was raised in this church, we love this church, and at 14 I felt the call to be a missionary at one of the conferences that was going on here. Eleven years later, in 2013, we were sent out from the church and arrived in Zacatecas, Mexico. Zacatecas is a historical city in central Mexico. We live at 8,000 feet, which is a little bit different elevation than central Illinois. Zacatecas is a city that was established in the 1500s, so it's really historical, has beautiful architecture. For our family, we call it home. We, we enjoy living there with our two kids, and we've been there for six years now. So three years ago, Anna and I planted a church with our little family outside the downtown community in a community called CTM. There we've been raising up pastors and leaders, discipling them, teaching the grace message, and empowering them to lead the church for themselves. It's been really exciting to see the different testimonies, hear how God is radically changing their lives and showing them that they too can one day become the pastors of that church. We're also really excited about in the very near future how God is calling us to help other churches in Vineyard, Mexico become churches that plant churches, that continue the works of Jesus throughout all of Mexico. So we're really excited and you guys can come along and partner with us as we're needing prayer support. We have different ways that you can connect with us with prayers for the prices on Facebook and our website and blog and email that you can just kind of hear stories and testimonies praying for us. It's very, very important. It's also very important too if you can financially support us. We, we can't do this without your financial support to help us as we travel back and forth or throughout Mexico or providing sandwiches and tortas for, for our kids that we do with our different feedings and outreaches like that. Thanks for helping us continue the works of Jesus in Mexico. We actually have a School of Kingdom Ministry team leaving Wednesday to go and help Stephen and Anna. And we're going to, if you're on that team, we're going to pray for you after the service uh, over here. Um, then just about over, just over 10 years ago, our church felt a calling to East Asia. 
And that work's been going on, and it is headed by Yu Lee. I see Yu Yu's here. Welcome, Yu Yu. And uh, Yu Yu has done a fantastic job. Here are some recent pictures of her in Mongolia, actually the most recent country that our church has been working in. And um, what I really appreciate, a couple things I really appreciate about Yu Yu is she's done a fantastic job of growing the partnership. Uh, she launched it, she and Happy launched it, but other churches in the U.S. have joined, and she's also pulled in partners from Japan and Thailand. Vineyard churches from Japan and Thailand are involved. And Yu has taken, this church has a training anointing, right? And in many areas over the years, this church has equipped other churches, and Yu has taken that strength of this church and brought training, School of Kingdom ministry training, small group training, vineyard value training, worship conferences, and it's impacted not only vineyard churches, but many other churches as trainers have been equipped. And uh, training is a great need in that part of the world. And uh, you've just done a fantastic job, Yu And again, we're very proud of what um, she's, she's done and is doing there. Yeah, so thank you. We're just so thankful for the work God's been doing in Mexico and in East Asia. And now we're excited to also be a part of what God's doing in West Africa. In 2016, a work started there among the 300 million Muslims in that part of the world who have no knowledge of who Jesus really is, that he's the son of God, that he loves us, and that God wants to bring us into his family and bring his kingdom here and become sons and daughters of the living God. So uh, a church in Tennessee felt compelled to start a partnership in, in the Ivory Coast, which is that little um, orange country highlighted there, to start a vineyard work. And then Jim, as he said earlier, he went to see what that work was in 2017 to see, should our church become a part of this partnership? And he was just blown away by how with this simple disciple-making method that people had been sharing their faith and people had been coming to Christ. So now here we are three years later, and in three years, the Vineyard Church has um, made 1,659 disciples there. Yeah. Yeah. And those disciples gather in discipleship groups, and there's 201 of those, and they've multiplied to 11 generations. So what that means is like I start reading the Bible and I, I see these stories and I know that God's calling me to respond. And so I respond to God and I see him at work in my life. And so I say to Jim, hey, I'd like to study the Bible with you and share with you these Bible stories. Would, would you like to learn? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. So we get together. I, I start this group with him, and he gets excited about following Jesus. And as he obeys Jesus, his life changes like his family gets better. And so he says to his friend, would, would, you, would you come to a group if, you know, if I started a group? And so then that, that group, someone in that group gets excited, and they start another group. So it just has gone through 11 generations just of ordinary people who fall in love with Jesus, sometimes they even start sharing Jesus before they've given their life to him because they just start taking these small steps and see how good he is, and they start sharing him, and then more and more people are coming to know him. So part of that great commission that we read earlier was go 
and make disciples, baptizing them, right? So we got to witness in May, and if you look, you can see Brittany Coleman there in that picture too. <laughs> um, we got to witness the first baptisms in these uh, two communities, and it was just lovely to see. So Jim and I, again, work with new generations, and our new generations trainer there, who's just in Africa himself, an Ivorian himself, is training these people how to do the baptisms, because they haven't seen them before. So, you know, this is where you get in the river, this is how you find a spot, this is how you go down, and this is, you know, what you ask them. And, and then he says, and listen carefully, because this is the only time I'm going to be doing these baptisms. And from now on, you're going to lead your friends to Christ. And then when they're ready to be baptized, you're the ones that are going to be doing the baptisms. And it was just such a beautiful moment, um, spiritual and yet so earthy, because, you know, you're there in the river and figuring out all these logistics. So one thing we've really enjoyed doing as we've been in the Ivory Coast is praying for people. And last year, Jim and I had the privilege of traveling around with the new generations trainer to, very, to different villages to see what God was doing. So we'd go to this village where there were just a handful of believers, and those believers would have gathered the leaders of their village to come and hear you know, who we are and why they're doing what they're doing. And in most of the villages, it was a very cordial meeting. You know, the, the village leaders are quite interested in what we're doing. But in one village, this particular one that's on the screen, there was someone from another village who came and said, you guys do not want Christians in this village. There shouldn't be Christians in this village. And so there was this kind of thing erupted, and it was like this tension, and Jim and I were back, like praying in the spirit, you know, Lord, <laughs> come. And so there was this kind of contention for a while, and then the chief, like, quieted everyone down, and he said, okay, I've heard what you're all saying, and I'm deciding that, yes, Christians are welcome in this village, and in fact, I will set aside a piece of land for them to meet at. So that was, yeah, just wonderful at that moment. And then as we were leaving, what we typically do is say, okay, what would, what would you like, what prayer request do you have from God? So remember, these aren't Christians, you know, the leaders. But what would you like us to ask God for, for your village? And they said, well, we don't have any electricity here, and we'd like to have electricity in this village. So I remembered like a word that Bob Hazlett had given me a number of years ago that, that, that because of me, that villages would be transformed. So I thought, I guess that's what God wants to do. So I just prayed in my broken French, you know, God, please bring courant to this village, you know. So then as we were leaving, our new generations trainer said to us, you know, these people will remember that you prayed. And when God brings electricity to this village, they will remember and know that God answered that prayer. So, you know, fast forward now a year when we were at um, the baptisms that we showed earlier, the trainer said to us, oh, I have a message for you from that village. They said to let you know, yes, the chief followed through with his promise and they do have land. And yes, God provided the electricity. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, now Happy, our founding pastor, has an exciting update for us. 
Hi, I'm your new missions pastor. Missions in this church started in 1985 when I had a good friend in Mexico and we just started the ball rolling. We didn't know much, but we had a good time. Over the next 15 years and by the year 2000, we developed a queer missions philosophy. That philosophy starts with picking a country, maybe two or three, but stay there for a long time rather than a little here and a little there and maybe go to this country for a year, do something here and there. We just said, let's get involved. Let's work through partnerships. Let's gather other vineyard churches. And then our goal as a team is to let the Holy Spirit lead us through countries. Right now, we have three areas of focus. Mexico, several countries in East Asia, and then Ivory Coast in Africa. Our time, energy, and money go to those three areas, and we are really excited about it. We've had some amazing success over the years. We're continually adjusting what we do, trying to follow what the Spirit's saying. Recently, for example, our School of Kingdom Ministry has been helpful in missions, and now a new idea, disciple-making movement known as DMM, is growing around the world and is really helping us in Africa. I see my role in the coming days in three ways. Coordinate and find out what the Holy Spirit's saying we should do. Clarify what we as a church are doing and being a cheerleader. My most important lesson in all of this is missions and mission trips impact us more than the country to which we'll go. I encourage you to get involved. By the way, if you're interested, send me an email. State where your interest lies and what you would like to do. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks for letting me be your missions pastor. Have a good day and blessings. Yeah, I can I congratulated Hap for being promoted from senior pastor to missions pastor. Um, that's how you see it if you're a missionary. Um, and partly I'm I'm joking with them, but partly I'm serious because Happy and Diane have impacted tens of thousands of people in the United States. And, and they've already had significant impact overseas, but God's bringing them into a new, very beautiful and powerful season of ministry where he's going to be using them to impact the nations. So you can join me in congratulating him. Um, so what, how do we personally change the world with Jesus? Well, there's three primary ways, and that is by praying, by giving, and by going. Yeah, and prayer is really foundational in this. It's, it's a very real relationship with God where he moves because we've talked to him about things. And one specific thing that God, that Jesus, while he was here, asked us to pray for is recorded in Luke 10, 2. And he says, you know, the harvest is so great, but the workers are few. So would you pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field? And I love it that he doesn't say, um, pray for more foremen or pray for a greater harvest. He said, pray to send out more workers. And that's you and me. That's everyday people. And so we can just, we can be praying that for our neighborhood. God, would you send workers into this harvest to share your good news? You know, your apartment complex, uh, the place where you work. And then, of course, for Mexico, for the Ivory Coast, for East Asia, just that God would raise up ordinary people to be workers in his harvest. Yeah, one simple way to do this is you can join Vicki and I in this. We have our phones set to 10.02, Luke 
Um, an alarm. Yeah, an alarm that reminds us every day to pray for workers for the harvest. And we're praying that for here, for central Illinois, and also for the nations. I, so, I did realize you, that I had to turn my Sunday alarm off because it was always right. going off like in the middle of first service. But you can, you can do that right now. You can set your alarm for 10.02 and pray for workers for the harvest. The, other, the next thing you can do is to give. And first of all, just thank you for giving. If you've given any money ever to the vineyard, you have given to missions because part of every dollar that is given to this church goes to church planning, both in the United States and overseas. And then many of you give above and beyond. That's how uh, we do what we do, and Stephen and Anna uh, do what they do, is the bulk of our support comes from uh, committed families and individuals that give in sacrificial ways, and we thank you for that. If you feel called to do that, both Stephen and Anna and Vicky and I are still growing our support teams because our basic needs are met, but there's bigger uh, strategic things that we feel God has called us to, and Stephen and Anna also, and that will take money to do those things. So, uh, again, that partnership is critical, and if God's calling you to do that, one very simple way to do that is you can text TVC Missions to 97,000. So you put 97,000 in the two line. Like yeah, where the just phone like number it's a goes. phone number. Okay. And put TVC Missions there. Again, you can do that right now or you can take a picture of that. Or you can phone. use your Connect card. Yeah. If you don't want right. to do the electronic thing, just take the exactly. Connect card and say, you can, I'd like you more can information. Give to us or Stephen Anna through the offering, as most people do either um, in the Sunday offering or electronically. Um, so that's another way you can partner in missions. And the one-day offering is also a strategic offering. Half of that goes to the awesome ministry of Convoy of Hope, and half of that goes to outreach projects here in our community and uh, mission projects as well. You can do that through September 1st. So there's praying and giving, and then also what the Great Commission told us is to go. So we know we are each supposed to go, but where? So that'll be different for each one of us, and we have to be sensitive. Where does God want to use us? And if you're interested in learning more about, well, how would I reach out to those around me who are from a different culture? This is a great resource. It's called Across the Street and Around the World. And it's a very practical book about how do we get outside our comfort zone and learn to walk with someone else in such a way that they see Christ in us and that we can share the Bible with them. There's also the Discovery Journal that you can use in tandem with this book or just by itself. Jim and I put this together, and at the beginning, it tells you how to lead a simple Bible study, like the one that is being used in West Africa, where so many people are coming to know Jesus. So it's that format of that uh, Bible study, and then the middle pages are how you can, you write down the scripture, and you interact with the scripture, and the last few pages give you suggested scriptures that you can use with someone else. Yeah, so it's all study. about how does the gospel go viral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you can get those in the bookstore, or um, they're both available on Amazon as well. And then finally, you can go. 
you can, you can go on a short-term trip. If you, how many of you have done a short-term trip before? Okay, cool. I know, again, some of you have gone to Mexico, but uh, many of you have gone to other places as well. And we want Steve and Carolyn Oliver to share. They were recently on a School of Kingdom ministry trip that went to Zacatecas in May of this year. And um, so, Steve, thanks so much for sharing with us, yeah. Steve and Caroline. Tell us a bit about yourselves. Okay, well, we are Steve and Caroline Oliver, and we actually fell in love while we were college students here at the U of I about 35 years ago, yeah? And we've lived in Decatur for 31 years, and we have a son and a daughter and four beautiful granddaughters. We found School of Kingdom Ministry in Decatur in 2014, and then we landed here at the vineyard. So. so how did you happen to go on a missions trip? Well, it was really a pretty neat story, I think. Um, you know, Carol and I talked about going on a mission trip for some time, but you know how sometimes you talk about things, but you never act on them? Well, about a year ago, actually about a year ago today, um, we met Ken and Angela Kopenbarger at Ryan Otto's wedding. And the very next day, we're here in church, and after the service, Ken pulls us aside, and he says, um, during worship, I had this vision, the vision of uh, the two of us, the two of them, and the wines actually on a mission trip together. He said, I don't know where, I don't know when, uh, but it was a very clear vision. And so the six of us actually prayed together after service and left it at that. And then it was actually several months later, I don't know if it was four or six months later, this trip um, came available. Ken and Angela were leading it, and it was like we knew it was an instant yes for us. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So what happened on the trip? What are some things you saw? Okay, so many wonderful things happened, right? So I'll, I'll share a quick one. Um, we were headed up the mountain. Well, before that, let me start over. Angela had done such a good job of talking to us about stepping up and stepping out and allowing the Holy Spirit partnering with the Holy Spirit. So she asked me to share a devotion or a story um, with the Weichel family, the Weichel village. And so we're on the way up the mountain, and I'm trying to hear from the Lord. And so you don't have time to prepare when you're bouncing on a mountain, on a mountain right up Weichel village, right? Yeah, Carol knows. So um, I felt like the Lord wanted me to do the story with the adulterous woman. And if you can recall in that story, there's dirt that Jesus bends down and writes in. So I literally, at the top of that mountain, bent down and wrote in the dirt as I was sharing with the women. And there's the stone in that story as well. And that's nothing but dirt and stone at the top of that mountain. So that was just a supernatural moment for me to be able to share what Jesus did. And here in the United States, we have floors. And, you know, we have carpet. So it was just <laughs> that kind of an experience for me. Yeah. And a couple highlights I wanted to share is so... Each morning, our team of 10 people would go up onto the rooftop at our hotel, which overlooked the beautiful city of Zacatecas, and we just soaked in worship. We prayed for each other. Uh, we prophesied over each other, and we just really had some major encounters with God on the rooftop before we even started our day, and uh, it was really amazing. And we also, we had the privilege, Carol and I did at one of the partner vineyard churches, of sharing our testimony, teaching on identity. We just saw some major moves of God during that, especially that weekend, the, the Friday or the Saturday and Sunday, our team of 10 witnessed eight salvations and 23 healings in just two days. It was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who would you recommend should go on a trip? Like everyone here. <laughs> awesome. So um, it really is an amazing trip for anybody. We had teenagers go and we had um, folks in their 60s and 70s, I believe. And it's just any opportunity you have to stretch yourself and to get out of your comfort zone 
and to partner with the Holy Spirit and just just love like Jesus does. You really love was what compelled us to go, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I would highly recommend it. Okay, thanks so much mm -hmm. for sharing with Welcome. us. Welcome. Yeah, I, I like what they were saying. Don't, don't you think everybody should go on a trip? Like, if you've never gone on a trip, you should probably go. Well, well I, I think that's a, a great, like, theory. But, like, when it comes, like, to actual reality, I think probably some people are just supposed to pray and give, and then it's okay Like, if maybe there's go. two or three people here who don't, aren't supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, pray about it, okay? Yeah. Pray about it. Well, this is an ongoing discussion we have. Does every, is everybody supposed to go? Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> If you think you might be called to long-term missions, I've got a couple simple suggestions for you. First of all, there are internationals in your town. In the, there are thousands of them in this community. Um, and start to pray for them and love them and get involved in ministry to them. Then go on a short-term trip, and you will, you will start to know we have some short-term trips coming up. If you want to go on a short-term trip... Um, the best way, they are tied to ministries of this church. The, uh, a simple way to do that is to go to the School of Kingdom Ministry if you haven't, and then go on one of those trips. If you've already gone to the school, ask the leaders of the school when the next trips are and tell them that you'd be interested in going. Also, the youth do a trip um, in the summers, and the college students do a trip over every spring break. So those are some options for you. Um, if you do a short-term trip and you think, oh, maybe I'm called to long-term uh, missions, to full-time long-term missions, Happy would love to meet with you. He's very good at helping people discern their call. He's got incredible wisdom. So um, ask to do breakfast or coffee with Happy and he would welcome that opportunity. So we want to end where we started and just let God speak to you through Scripture. We don't know uh, what the next step is for you, but you know what? The Holy Spirit knows what, that, what the next thing is that he's inviting you to to change the world with Jesus. So just again, listen to his voice as Vicki reads the Scripture again. So we do just ask you to come, Holy Spirit, help us get the distractions out of our mind and just really focus on what it is you want to say to us in this passage. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them still doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So the question is, what is one way that God is inviting you to respond? Share that with the person next to you.
Okay, now it's the other person's turn. What's one way God's inviting you to respond? So Jesus, we thank you that we're not alone in this. This isn't our project. This isn't our idea. But whether we're worshiping or whether we're doubting, you're saying, it's okay. The authority is mine. All authority in heaven and on earth is in you. And so you're sending us and you promise to be with us to the very end, to wherever we're going. Whether we're joy-filled or questioning at times, you're saying, I'm with you, I'm there, let's do this. So Lord, I pray for grace and empowering for every person here to partner with you in new and exciting ways. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.